How's it going, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Soapstone. My name is Jake, and I'm joined by my co-host, as always, Dave. How's it going tonight, Dave? I'm actually going to try a bit of a name swap today. I want more of a, maybe like a nickname. I want you to start calling me Gennaro instead. Okay. Or Demooch. One of the two. Why? Why would you do that? <laughs> oh, we have uh, Gennaro slash Demooch here. Oh, hey. Hey, That's... you're immediately starting by taking my identity, so oh. thank you for that. I know where you live. Do you know that, right? <laughs> I know where you live. Okay, but... All right, you got me there. <laughs> What's really impressive is this is still just Dave. This is just Dave and voice modulation. Um, mm -hmm. That entire exchange. Surprisingly, uh, it's AI Dave, too. Um, oh. You know, the whole... Chat GP Dave. It, chat GP Dave. It's it's kind of mm -hmm. been going sicko mode lately. Uh, he's, he's really a... Let me just type in a, in a response right here. All right, and enter. So really, I think the economy is about where I expected it to be when I made this prediction 10 years ago. If you guys remember <laughs> what I was posting on Facebook at the time. Uh, yeah. Yep. See, going back you go. to, you know, typical boomer Dave AI voice, just posting everything on Facebook because he hasn't gotten caught up with the times. No one uses it anymore, Dave. These kids don't want to work. I don't know how else to tell them. Outside uh, of he's Facebook. getting progressively older. <laughs> Damn it. Progressively less progressive. <laughs> Um, yeah, AI is fun. We talked about it a little bit. This doesn't have to be the topic, but I'm just, I'm putting, what I'm doing is I'm like, take that and then put it in the front here. AI? I can't remember. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and just see if anyone like will grab it. And if not, then I'll just like put it back behind the counter, kind of like it's a video game and you're cycling through items on screen at a time. You're just walking to the next item of the shop. You just put your hands. You're going to raise your eyebrows. Are you interested in this? Uh-huh. The Kokiri shop sound plays <laughs> in, the, in the background. I still think a lot of that stuff is cool. It's from like a speculation standpoint. In the same way, like with CRISPR, you're like, oh, holy shit. The possibilities are really cool slash terrifying. So it's fun to explore. And then you forget about it. And there's something in like two years again. Yeah. I'll feel the question to Demooch related to that. Um, mm -hmm. Are you concerned about AI coming for your job as a meme lord? Hey, I'm depressed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's another um, three years. He's, he's good for a long time. <laughs> I mean, the, the memedom right now, I think, has already kind of got exhausting. Uh, I, I don't know how many times I've seen Biden, Obama, and Trump playing a video game in uh, the past like two weeks. And oh, for the yeah. first like day or two, I was like, ah, that, that that's pretty funny. And mm -hmm. uh, after that, it's like, okay, I could totally fool my grandma if she was alive with this, but thankfully uh -huh. uh, she's not. So she doesn't have to bear the torture of this crazy world where a lot of older people still don't know how to use their phone so right uh to having some of this it's 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 kind of nutty it's funny to think about how we're like it's going to take a while for deep fakes and things like that to really reach the point that it's believable and from a tech perspective like i mean we are kind of pushing against that threshold for like deep fake videos and things like that but voice is particularly like it's very close, especially with some custom editing and some 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 throughput, um, oh, yeah, some passes at the end. But the other thing that's funny is it was completely unnecessary. We didn't need reliable faked evidence to like convince people <laughs> of anything. You don't yeah, need evidence true. at all to convince people of anything. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, um, I will say that I posted today in the Discord a. Uh, it's a video of like Ronnie from Elden Ring, but she's doing like the, the meme copy pasta of like the Navy seal. Oh yeah. But still within the context of Elden Ring, which I thought was cute. Yeah. It's fun for that, but yeah, it's, um, it's wild. Mm -hmm. Have you ever heard it like break? Like if you, you know, you, you feed a normal paragraph, it, it, it'll, it'll speak it. But if you feed it like 50 L's in a row, um, I don't know how much you guys uh, use Twitch too much, but there was TTS before all this AI got made it even better. But mm -hmm. there are certain strings of characters that, you know, would help you make like, for example, like a, a sound of a printer from like the 90s. Oh, and it was like very specific, like characters. <laughs> That's um, funny. If you put in like just like any like, you know, sometimes when you're you're typing in chat, you'll you'll end a, a word like the word game with 
a ton of ease at the end. Mm-hmm. Well, it it gets really confused by that and just starts making the the most insane noises. Anyway, where I'm going with this is um, Dave already knows this, but the whole uh, Wubby Universe crew of friends uh, decided to start playing with AI and mm-hmm. uh, trained all of uh, their friends' voices into a TTS where people can pay money to make, you know, type in copy pasta and make it sound like their friends. Uh-huh. And boy, howdy, they're raking in the money. And some of the things that are that come out of it is pretty hilarious. But also, you know, again, kind of scary that like uh, it sounds so much like these people. And all they needed was like a 60 second clip to, yeah. to mm-hmm. train it off of. No, that's yeah, because I mean, the obvious thing is like, let's say you make it say something inappropriate mm-hmm. and it, you feed that back for context. It's like, well, here's literally audio of your voice. And you're like, mm-hmm. As, nah, it's, it wasn't actually me. And it's also in a different context. Yeah. It's a lot harder to contest too, right? Like, especially if you were to like lower the bit rate or something like this and say this was a phone recording, for instance, right? It's going to be even harder to pick out discrepancies and things like that so it's not we're not really in an age anymore where you hearing a recording of someone saying something means that they said it unless you can forensically authenticate the source um which is a lot harder than and a a lot of people aren't going to go to that length right so we're gonna have to two-factor our own like phone calls i guess (laughs) Mm -hmm. i Um. To respond to what you both said, on one hand, I think it would be really fucking funny to like do that amongst our group of friends, mm-hmm. to like have a soundboard of a given person. Hilarious! I see a lot of mm-hmm. potential there, but also at the same time, the way you said that where people don't really verify data, they're just like they see a thing or they just read uh, like a headline of an article, they're like ah, and they just yeah. they just run with it, and I'm like we're okay. People are like just shooting off into space off of like one thing that was read. I'm like, did you check it? Look into it or even think about it for half a second? No. Okay. Yeah. We were and talking also... about. Oops, sorry. Good. You're good. All right. Um, so it's also also based off of like how popular the person is. Because if I had like a phone call from Obama, of course, there's going to mm-hmm. be some skepticism to it. If I had a phone call from like this is your, you know, local police department, you know, officer, uh-huh. blah, blah, blah. I'm like, oh, okay. Like, I'm going to take that 100% seriously. So, right. Yeah, there's determination of authority is going to be <laughs> a lot more difficult with this in the future. Also, real talk, uh, since we're talking about old people and not knowing how to use phones, um, I've spoken to some of my grandmothers on the phone occasionally and like, they're pretty old they're like up in their 80s at this point Mm -hmm. um but my one nana has said to me that she has gotten calls from like a random grandchild where like they don't really provide too much detail and essentially it's a scam call Mm. where they're just calling an older individual saying hey i need like some help some money like uh, my phone's busted i had to call from somewhere else yada yada and if you can do that and you also have my voice and you call my grandmother yeah kind of spooky because she's going to think that it's me. Um, I mean, maybe like they would actually do the authentication, like text my mom or something. I don't know, but mm-hmm. I mean, for a lot of people, no, they won't. Right. They yeah. Won't, most people uh, won't text my mom. Do that. Well, I mean, that's probably, <laughs> I think that that's a reasoning for yourself. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. hey. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, we haven't really seen how we haven't seen how, crazy the scams and things like that are going to get with it i'm already at the point in my life where like if it's an unknown number i don't pick up because they'll call multiple times if it matters and if they call multiple times and i don't understand like i don't know who they are then that's even more right but i could potentially be susceptible to that you know even that exact same thing unless i'm like on my game unless i'm cognitively I just completed IT sec training on like how to avoid being fished or something like that. Like you just need to catch someone when they're distracted or they're worried about something else or something and boom, gates are down and you're in. So it kind of puts Scott in a whole different context, real big mm-hmm. fish. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So 
we're we're talking about old people getting fished. How would you specifically fish someone in our demographic? Like if you were to have a plan, what's uh, the, what's the direct input? V bucks doubling for sure. Um, <laughs> as soon as as soon as that offers, that's, I think that's the fish. younger demographic. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'll let Dave go first. Um, so you're saying like somebody who's around our age, or like are they? A little bit technically savvy. Well, your your average uh, bachelor degree, you know, early thirties folk. Okay. Um. So I would probably try and avoid the the threats or like the sudden sense of urgency. Hey, we've locked out your account. Blah blah blah. Right. Because everybody's seen that one who's our age and you're just like ah I, I ignore everything unless like they call me directly and have my information they're providing to me mm-hmm. um hmm honestly it would probably be like something that seems semi-official mm-hmm. maybe more so from like a a linkedin type of source where it's like hey this is okay. tangential to you and like here's an opportunity for something click a shady link Mm-hmm. Probably something like that to then steal some of like their network traffic, if anything. Kind of like foot in the door. Something yeah, I don't think I could just get in. them to necessarily shell out money directly through a scam. Yeah. I think that's it's interesting. It's interesting you said LinkedIn because probably in like the past five years, the only time I could think of when I've ever possibly thought I could have been scammed was uh, a recruiter reaching out on LinkedIn mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm very particular who I add on LinkedIn and I'm, you know, I, I see the the company they work for. So I'm like, okay, let me look up. Is this company real? Like, yes, it's mm-hmm. real. And then, all right, where, where is it from? And then that's where things start to break down. And right. the guy was like, Oh, basically saying, yeah, uh, you'd be perfect for this job. And, you know, I say, okay, well I want to make this money. Oh yeah, that that's fine. Um, <laughs> okay. I uh, like yeah. he was, he was way too like, you know, Accept accepting. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 And it was just, you know, just, just send me your resume. And I'm trying to think, why is this guy pushing me to send my like resume so much? Mm. Um, because I don't post everything, you know, I mean, I know some people post their entire resume, but I'm thinking some people like put kind of too much information on the resume. Like right. here's yeah. you know your, your your phone number your email your your address. Yep. So I'm like, okay, I guess that's <laughs> that's sort of one way that could happen. But you know, Dave's looking around like, N- N- I don't do that. I I touch LinkedIn when I like look for a new job, and then like after that point, like I cut all ties with everything. Mm-hmm. Like I won't go back on the internet till I'm like job hunting again. Um, but they'll always ask for like, hey, like give me your most up to date resume, which makes sense from like a job hiring perspective mm-hmm. but a lot of times i'll just get emails about things where it's like hey do you want a job we have a job and i'm like where is it what does it pay <laughs> is it hybrid is it just remote like provide me any details to incentivize me to follow up with this instead of just saying ah it's spam yeah yeah i think i'm going to kind of cheap out for my answer and say okay. i would definitely be most susceptible to one of these higher tech attacks where they're impersonating someone using inside information or their voice or something like that um, to just impersonate uh, a source of authority that I would I would trust or a friend or something like that. Um, I still would like to believe I'd reach out in the side, especially since like, you know, over the last entire duration of my life, people do not reach out for me. <laughs> I urgently need this, right? <laughs> so uh, that one exception would probably be a little bit surprising. Um, I would say that's a pretty safe blanket rule for, let's say, even if it is your bank and it seems like your bank, they're like, hey, we're calling out to reach out to you about your account, yada, yada. You can always say, uh, okay, I'm going to call you back in like tomorrow, right? Yeah. And if they're like, no, you can't, fuck them. Um, because you totally can. It also gives you a chance to verify the number. Mm-hmm. And that's a good call. Which, 
that's the IT sec uh, actual response thing. If you're not yeah. sure about the number and it's uh, an institution that you trust or someone that you work with, um, say like, hey, I'm busy right now. Let me call you back at the official number. Just boop, call him back and be like, was this you? <laughs> I mean, I've honestly done that for doctor's offices where like it's I was fairly new to them. I didn't know their number necessarily. And I also just didn't have time at the time. I was like, well, let me just call back later. Mm-hmm. but also just weeds that out. I had that happen. I was in Philly and I was kind of in a rush and had a phone call and they're like, oh, we're from so-and-so credit union. Um, can we talk to you? But we have to verify your information and ask you know, for this code, social security, whatever. I'm like, you called me. Let me let me just call the number and I'll call, call you back. They're like, oh, but you might not get so-and-so. I'm like, I don't care. I'll just call back. Give me your so, extension, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so I hang up, call back, and I was like, okay, I potentially, I was proud of myself. I, I avoided possibly a scam. No, actually, it was a legit thing. They're like, hey guys, uh, sorry, we're calling because uh, something happened on our security side, and now your information's on the dark web, uh, and we're just letting you know that. <laughs> like, oh. oh, cool, cool. That's that's <laughs> great. Like, I was proud of myself, you know. Uh-huh. Stop stopping any sort of like potential identity theft, and they're like, "But it had no, already, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it had already happened." Yeah, man. I know that there's the uh, that website too, right? Like, have I been pwned? And I think yes. Google also has um, a credential checker now, where it's like, if you have saved passwords, it'll say like, it'll basically cross reference with one of these sites that has a list of, of pwned accounts, which is an old leap speak internet term, which sounds dirty to say. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, Did but you basically pawn incorrectly. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's pwned. It's power owned. It's the only yeah. way to say it. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, basically if your information is already out there and it can be disconcerting sometimes <laughs> you're just like crap. My MySpace account. What am I supposed to do? But that's uh, you know potentially a vector. True. I don't think I'd be too. Like I've said multiple times, like I don't care about my own HIPAA violations. <laughs> Anybody can know anything that's happening with my body. I do not care. It's my shitty body, and I have to live with it. Is my thought. Hmm. Um, I'm just more concerned when it comes to financial stuff or possibly social stuff. Yeah. Because I would hate for somebody to let's say go on just like Facebook. And they then say like a lot of shitty things or like try and scam people I know. Mm-hmm. And then they're like, so why'd you try and like sell me this soap for $300, Dave? And I'm like, ah, I, really I good didn't. <laughs> right. Avon what, calling. What flavor is the soap though? Let me ask that. Yeah. Ooh, chocolate flavor. Chocolate. Chocolate soap. I have this, Um, we have like what, a sugar-based exfoliating scrub. It's like pomegranate sugar stuff. It's pretty Ooh. good. I haven't tasted it, but well, you're not supposed to taste. It, I don't think you're supposed to taste it. It's like sugar and salt or something. So I don't think it's going to be great. Sometimes but... you get those flavors. You're like, I wonder what it tastes like. But last time I bought a bar of soap, there was a legit dried piece of orange sticking out of it. And I'm like, okay, you guys are just tempting us too much. Uh-huh, like right. this is food. This is food. <laughs> Bubblegum soap. I think one of the soap, the bar soaps I have in there right now is like some type of beer is with it. Ah, smells oh, nice. Manly man, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I got to smell like the things that I drink. Yeah. <laughs> the drink or soap. IPAs only. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Do you guys, uh, did you see the College Humor? This is old, but College Humor video with Brendan Lee Mulligan where he's like um, various, I, I think... They had one specifically for Tide is the one I'm thinking of where this is back when Tide Pods were a thing and kids were going around eating them. And they had this parody satire skit where he's like going to be doing marketing clips for these various products they're creating and they all look edible. Right. It's like, (laughs) here's a toilet cleaning sponge and it like looks like a lollipop (laughs) and all this other stuff. Um, well, I think the most famous case of that being like true is Fabuloso. Okay. Have you guys ever seen this? No, uh, that's not gonna it, it's specifically in like Dollar Generals, but it's uh, it's just like cleaning supply soap. But they put it in a container that you would find in like the juice aisle, 
and oh. they're very vibrantly colored. So if mm. you know anyone, you know listener, look up if you don't know what Fabulosa is, look it up. You'll want to drink it because it looks like Hawaiian Punch. But oh. don't do that. This is not a recommendation. I don't know what it tastes like. Usually I can go off the it smells like soap. I won't put it in my body uh, rule. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, this looks like grape juice. <laughs> there you go. See? Can you can you link it? Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll link one of the images here. Um, you, The listeners can also hit the link. Uh, just kidding. I'm not going to link to a random google image in the description see this is how we fish the listener we send Uh, them a fake link of fabuloso but it actually asking for you know the last three digits of the critter yeah so i will say i see like the bubbles at the The bubbles help the the bubbles are not the coloring (laughs) the coloring is 100 percent. just like hey this is like an inexpensive spanish soda at the dollar store which Uh they have Uh yep yeah, the, the problem, to describe this to our listeners, the issue I'm mainly seeing here is definitely the color of the beverage itself, um, but also the flowers behind the logo. At a distance, they look like fruit. Yep. yep. And it looks like grapes. It does look like grapes. And I'm, I'm going to show you guys one that... I So it, it does say citrus and fruits on this one, but from a distance, these definitely... Is this going to be the link... Oh, no, that's a text. That's the actual. <laughs> Sorry. If you ever copy the link and you're like, that is the actual um, byte data for the image, uh, this is not going to show Don't up. Don't worry. I will write some code to convert this into an actual <laughs> image. Um, all right. Let's see. If I, if I do this, maybe Discord will show a preview. If not, then there it is. Yep, the preview shows up. I mean, like, those are just straight up strawberries, I think. Or no, they're flowers. There's. There is a strawberry. There's an apple too. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's loud and proud. It's like this this is a uh, this is fruit. Yeah, yeah. I don't think you should be able to have pictures of fruit on your uh, cleaning supplies. Well, lemon pledge. Hear me out. Mm. <laughs> I like that marketing. I think but that's. Yeah, I can see a kid funny. being stupid or a parent just not paying attention. Mm-hmm. There's like tired. Like sure, just put it in the cart. And they're like, oh, I assume that it's juice. And they just put it in the fridge type thing. Well, that wasn't a problem for us as kids because if you remember, there was a little sticker called Mr. Yuck that everybody <laughs> was obsessed with for a little bit in the 90s. And they just like, mm-hmm. oh, my kid, they're just going to go underneath the sink at some point and they're probably going to want to drink one of these delic- delicious beverages, uh, whether it be the toilet bowl cleaner or you know maybe this Fabuloso. Um, but if I'm a kid and I see this as an option, I'm thinking, hey, maybe. Huh. I'll be honest. That worked more for me than the D.A.R.E. program did. <laughs> I, I'll, I'll agree with you there. Like, if you I had, had Mr. Yuck I had fun on. putting like Mr. Yuck stickers on the stuff. Like my parents made it a fun thing. It's like, hey, don't drink this. I'm like, okay, stickers. Yeah. So if the drug baggies you got at school had Mr. Yuck stickers, that would have that would have like, helped you. No out way. Well, it was like, hey, stick out your tongue so you can put the LSD on there. And I was like, ah, I uh, got you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but your tongue's already protected by a Mr. Yuck sticker, so the LSD has no effect. Oh there my god! Go. <laughs> I was gonna say like, <laughs> if you pre-drank the Fabuloso before the LSD, that probably gives you a nice uh, coating over the tongue to be gotcha. resistant. <laughs> It reminds me of uh, the Simpsons episode where Homer was in a beer drinking competition. Um, and, or no, chili eating competition. That's what it was. And uh, it was too hot for him. So everyone mocked him. And he's like, all right, I have the plan. I have the strategy. He goes over and drinks a candle, which coats his like, esophagus <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. in wax. <laughs> then he goes and then like basically frozen mouth, like eats a chili from this and is just standing there like no problem whatsoever then he breaks down uh, as it takes effect anyways eventually and he has to go drink a bunch of beer and he was not supposed to be drinking that was the that's the episode there's your wikipedia summary i believe justin uh had the same uh, strategy when we did our hot ones challenge a couple years ago mm. at my summer party drink uh, a candle not a candle but like soap uh and he i believe he got it from Alton Brown on an episode of Hot Ones because he did the same where mm. he just swish around uh, I think it was like 
Johnson and Johnson, no tears, baby, you know, shampoo and just switch it around your mouth. And that's supposed to like, uh, seal in some taste buds or something gotcha. against the capsaicin. Okay. Um, he'd probably be able to tell you, tell you more I about hate it. this description. <laughs> yeah. But I, I, that's, that's, I don't know if he actually did it. He brought it and it was on the table, but I wasn't paying enough attention. Hmm. I remember a lot of people struggling around, what was it, 12 wings? Like around the 10th wing. 90% of the way there, a lot of people were like, yo, fuck this. Once it hit the bomb, it was over. Like if yeah, you make it's... it past the bomb, like the the last two, it's they're, they're nothing. You don't even care at that point because you're, you're already dying. I think it's because the bomb is like so synthetically spicy and just disgusting where it's like you can have other spice afterwards. You're like... My stomach just still doesn't feel great from that previous thing. It's just mm. mm-hmm. right because if something's spicy, if it's hot and it also tastes good, you can be like, "There's, I'm getting something out of this." But if it if it's hot and it doesn't taste good, what's the point, <laughs> right? Yeah, just torture. Well, Jake, I know you will remember this when we got the uh, dragon chicken cheesesteaks. I was thinking of Pizza Pub. Yeah, mm-hmm. Janera, did you ever get a chance to try those? I don't know what you're talking about. No. Okay. So I'm going to name drop the place because it's not near us anymore. And it's also, and I don't know if they're in business. Or at least I don't that think location's they are. Down. I, I think, I'm pretty sure they got closed down for not paying wages. <laughs> That's a good way to uh, cease business. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so the uh, establishment previously known as Via Marconi's Pizza Pub. Yeah. They had this dragon chicken cheesesteak. And I love a good chicken cheesesteak because I don't really need like all the beef grease. But man, the hot sauce they had for it was just so, so spicy and so flavorful. It was beautiful. It was a beautiful thing. I would have loved to have actually just bought their sauce as a separate item. But the whole story is like the sauce for the dragon chicken cheesesteak, that dragon sauce was so spicy that they put like so many just like jalapenos on top of it to like help cool it down in comparison. Mm -hmm. It was really good. The strat is if you got like a full one, like both halves, you had to, as soon as you finish the first one, you could maybe get a sip of beer, but you need to go immediately into the second. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, it would just start to kick in. Like you just had to power through. The secret ingredient was the tears of their workers not getting I guess so. <laughs> yeah. Spicier than I anticipated. Um, also, we had their, their, their buffalo chicken pizza, but we would substitute the buffalo sauce for the, uh, the dragon fire. Well, now there's a new Buffalo chicken pizza in town. I I mean, I honestly felt like that was a segue into something, but yeah. He's he's talking (laughs) about the pizza that uh, was brought in for Lan, I think. Yes. Yes. Which is really good. If you're listening, Ian, if you're listening, you're ordering one. You're Uh ordering one today. (laughs) This is a command. That's going to be a new thing we do where if we name drop a certain food, Ian has to order that food. Uh Oh, that's great. He's probably on board with it. Not gonna lie. Yeah, we're not. We're not gonna. We're not gonna compensate him either for this. This is no, no. still. This is still a nonprofit organization, uh, Soapstone Incorporated. So, did you guys ever grow up with uh, challenges like that amongst your friends? I didn't have friends like, growing up. Oh, okay. So moving on past that, Janeiro, uh, <laughs> would you like to answer the question? So, so explain that again. So, like, like my buddy challenges? Steve, who I played Dota with. Um, he still has like a passive thing with a couple of friends where they can ice each other, meaning like they will hide bottles of Smirnoff ice mm. around like their their home when they come to visit. And if you find one, you have to stop whatever you're doing and drink it. Yeah, we did that for a time with a certain group of friends, but like you know, it didn't work after a little bit because you're going to the same apartment and there's only so much room in an apartment and they'd mm-hmm. always be hidden in the same places. Like, Oh no, one, one's by the coat rack. How, how, however would I have suspected that? And uh-huh. so, and also just like getting older it's like, Hey, let's maybe not force our friends to drink <laughs> middle uh, of the work day. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's three o'clock on a Thursday. <laughs> right. Which Plus, means it's almost Friday. It's true. Plus, the person uh, at the apartment has the advantage. It's their own apartment. They can just walk around with their eyes closed. Yeah, Literally no one's like, immune. No one's putting a smear off ice in like the toilet bowl 
of your toilet. So next time, like you need to fix something in there, you open. Oh man, I iced myself from like three months ago. Uh-huh. I just yeah. like the idea with that, similar to what we do for like Halloween and people just hiding shit around my apartment. Mm-hmm. Is oh. the it's so fun to like find something months after the fact and you're like, the fuck. Mm-hmm. I literally had to tell Jake that I hid something in his jacket that I gave him. Mm-hmm. But I feel like I should have waited the cash in because it would have been like six months to a year. Cash it would have been value. forever. I also I... Some, sometimes don't check pockets or really use the pockets of jackets. So presumably I could have continued to wear it for an extended period of time without finding the item. I would find it mm. in the supermarket. I would find it in church. I would I'd be going to church for some reason. I'd be like, "Oh, here's a." Well, it was it was a it was a penis shot glass. I think is what it was. Mm-hmm. Just busted out in church. Go up to confession. Just falls out of the pocket. I was gonna say, go up to like communion and be like, "Hey, hey, uh, you got any more of that red wine?" <laughs> Top me off. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, yeah, I can't think of any other like sort of challenges that sort of come out. I mean, we just had a sort of uh, uh, a weekend with the boys in Philly this past mm. weekend, which uh, you know was it was pretty tame. Things have gotten you know progressively different as kids uh, get married, and uh, in this case, announce two of my friends announce having children. So mm-hmm. um, you know, different stages in life for sure. Um, right. So mostly, mostly responsible, but, uh, my God, uh, Tony, if you're listening, <laughs> you stupid idiot, you should have just took the train to Philly. <laughs> my man's got towed because he decided to not pay for parking in Philly. Bold strategy. That's it. I don't have to give any more context. <laughs> <laughs> I would say that the, the children also are a complicating factor in icing your friends because it's like it's really awkward when like your kid finds the bottle and it's like no no we all abide by the rules you have to drink it um you open up their sippy cup (laughs) oh no they can't take a knee while doing it because they can't even walk normally so they're already on all fours i doubt they even have kneecaps at that point oh my gosh i didn't know about that it is the weirdest fact about children one right? of the reasons I'm not ever going to have children. <laughs> the Someone told me that. I was like, really? <laughs> they're not even just like tiny? Like, nope, they just it's don't like, have them. It's like they get them when they're four, right? Hmm. Or some... The, the number is higher than I thought it would be, which was immediately. I thought you had kneecaps immediately. <laughs> right. It kind of makes sense, I guess. It is just a bone, right? And Yeah. The, uh, it's not like you're you're born with all of the bones in your body off the jump. A lot of those come with time. It's a human passive. Well, losing your 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 bone teeth is also like a weird thing, right? Oh my it's god, like, oh, I don't even know. Yeah, Next topic, but... like... <laughs> <laughs> we've got an incidental horror. Uh huh. I was listening. I I, I I was listening to Dagoth or AI read. Um, I think it's the color from outer space. Short okay. story by H.P. Lovecraft. And nothing in that story is as terrifying to me as us talking about teeth. <laughs> um, but it is, it's, it's very Part weird. of that's like very otherworldly. Like I can separate this as fantasy and not real versus I will have to go to the dentist to get it at some point. Mm-hmm. Well, I actually I don't want to go to the dentist. I just don't want like thinking about it. Well, I'm glad that we don't this. have to do. Yeah, go ahead. Um, I was going to bring up a, a video game I've recently played that neither of you, probably no one has heard about, but it's kind of the bumping thing right now. We don't talk um, about video games anymore. We're, we're, okay. we're past uh, that. Signing yeah. off. So really hot in the uh, economist world, but Ooh. it's called the fiscal ship. And you could type it into your browser if you're a listener and, you know, you're at your computer. But the whole concept of the fiscal ship is uh, to balance the budget of the United States government while also implementing whatever policies that you see fit that you would like to also implement. So um, it's very realistic. There is a way to win the game. But, you know, uh, it 
it's pretty um, interesting to, you know, you might lean one way or the other. Maybe you're a little bit of a middleman um, mm-hmm. to see how different things will affect the debt. Uh, and honestly, I thought it'd be like a big snooze fest. I played it for like five minutes. I'm like, this is this is kind of interesting to see. So mm-hmm. just figured I'd I'd plug that because it's an educational game. Think real, real uh, talk, Davidson I software. Have a, <laughs> I have a friend who's a history teacher, and he talks about like playing these history based learning games. Mm-hmm. And how he's like good at them, and like he'll have his students play it. So honestly, I could see him passing that along to them. Yeah, yeah, pass along to him, I guess. That's a cool idea. I'm curious, having not played it, if it's going to, um, it's going to be as oppressive as something like Frostpunk, <laughs> where it's just like, all right. I mean, it's pretty tough to balance the budget, but if we want to maintain the military, like the children are going into the mines. <laughs> <right>? <laughs> <laughs> Well, it gets it gets into like some pretty sticky stuff. It's like, hey, you know, you want to, you know, bring minimum wage up to fifteen dollars an hour, but you know, if we're super in debt, you can also raise the retirement age like two years, and then if you're one of your like policies you're trying to do is like social welfare, mm-hmm. uh, the way you win it is like get three stars in whatever policy you're shifting. So at one point I was at three stars, I was doing a bunch of good for the people and the debt was still kind of high. I'm like, you know, maybe raising the retirement age two years isn't such a bad thing. And it was like, no, no. Uh, I don't know if you've guys seen the French protest earlier uh, in the past year over raising the retirement age, but they were mad and you do not want to piss off the French. So (laughs) Mm -hmm. I could only imagine if that happens here, but it's yeah. you know it's a possibility if the if the numbers say it brings down the debt a ton, um, that might be a necessary evil. I'm kind of curious. I guess the re- retirement age is when you would get payouts, like for I can never remember Medicare or Medicaid. I think it's Medicaid, right? No, one of those is for the military. Medic Medicare. Medicare would yeah. be, and then also. Um, what you paid into social security as well yeah yeah Yeah. i was just thinking about that i was like does it really even matter i mean like i don't know if i'm ever going to be at a point where i'm like financially it makes sense to retire versus like work close to a volcano and just pack it in one day um (laughs) but (laughs) the pompeii strategy yes uh huh. yeah um but yeah those two things actually are big factors that's the most adult game we've ever talked about, and we've literally talked about Honey Pop at some point. Oh yeah, I, I totally Honey don't Pop have that affect in my, my grandparents' life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, in, yeah. in, in a different, different, different game realm, I've just mm-hmm. had uh, a one week sprint of pretty much every Smash. Uh, hopefully, oh, to make you guys proud. I know Dave has been more. Uh, in tune with what I've been going on with with Smash, but basically, mm-hmm. I never had Smash growing up, and uh, I went to our a local video game store and was like, "Hey, give me your first Smash," because also a couple weeks ago, I believe you guys talked about it, and you're like, "God, the first Smash was absolutely awful." And I was like, "You know <laughs> <That's> what? <true. laughs> I'm gonna buy it so I can experience <laughs> that myself." And boy, howdy, I had the boys over and we played the first Smash and. It sure was a game. Yeah. <laughs> I put it's a lot of time into thing. it. It exists. I think like back when I had an N64 and was playing games with my brother and stuff, that was that was the number one game. We also got time into Perfect Dark and stuff like that. But honestly, it became like freaking Smash. Yeah. Um, it was literally yes. the, the peak of technology at the time. And it was multiplayer. So you could yeah. like do random shit with your friends and then like blast them off the screen because you destroyed them. And you're like, yes, more of that, please. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like it has good also feedback like, for it. There's like 12 characters, maybe even fewer. And that might have been like eight. I can't remember exactly. And like two of them were competitively viable. <laughs> that was that was about it. Yeah, four I haven't I don't know how to unlock them. It's just the corners have four mystery players mm-hmm. and i don't know who they are but i've yeah. also like kind of played for maybe just an hour and I'm just like okay let's move on to the next one i think good call 
a lot of them I think all of them have it, but I think initially it was always just, hey, you have to play to unlock. So after like mm-hmm. so many matches, it'd be like, hey, a challenger approaches, and you have to beat them to yeah. unlock them. At least that's how it was in Melee. Mm-hmm. And based and- on the outline, you're like, oh, it's it's going to be Luigi. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, we did I- play Melee after, so that was much better. Jumping from one to the other was, mwah, love that. Melee yeah, is me- still insane, but it infinitely... Uh, outshines uh, 64 i think Mm -hmm. they added a lot of complexity between the two and it doesn't feel nearly as janky and i mean the fact that the melee scene is still probably i don't know if it's the biggest or not for smash but it's probably second biggest um if it's not at the top it's either melee or ultimate i know people also play brawl but not as many is like the most competitive scene so especially since there's um there's an emulator for melee i can't remember the name of it off the top of my head but it has better net code and all that stuff and i did pick up ultimate um just like four days after i got the first smash and i'm talking to the you know local game store guy and it's like hey i i need a pro controller um you know what do you got and he's like well if you really want to go pro you want to use the GameCube controller. I'm like, uh-huh. dude, I'm literally just buying this game. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't, I, I'm not going pro anytime soon, but he was talking about how there's like a, a specific claw grip that people do mm-hmm. with the GameCube to, I don't know, maximize their, you know, abilities and doing that. And I'm like, I, I didn't play the GameCube growing up, so it's not like natively comfortable to me. Mm-hmm. I mean, the controller's fine, but the, the, the pro controller just feels natural Honestly, I mean, the, yeah the gamecube controller is weird <laughs> it is an objectively weird controller right like playstation xbox they all went to this vaguely double trigger on one side four buttons on this part uh thumbsticks thing in the gamecube's just like ah, i don't really care just put a bunch of freaking it's really clear it's the successor to the n64 controller because it's slightly more reasonable yeah i was gonna <laughs> say going from n64 to that it's like okay this is way better but if you were just handed a gamecube controller as your first controller and you just looked at it like i don't know if it's supposed to look this way or not something about it just seems off also this is Maybe literally a dick measuring contest, but like when you'd have a wrapped up controller and like you'd hold it up and then you just like let go, like you'd hold the end of the cord and let it unfurl. Like I think PlayStation 2 had probably the longest cord and then probably Xbox and then GameCube would just be like, e. so you had to have those four people crowded around the GameCube so they could all fit on the couch. Mm-hmm. I think they yeah, had like we... cable extensions and stuff. Oh, yeah, the... they always had had mods. The wireless GameCube controller goes for a lot of money, which, yeah. you know, I, I'm, I'm surprised, but I, I don't know why they just don't. They're Maybe not they do. Melee, I can tell you that shit. Oh, because of just like latency? Yeah, latency. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the other thing is I don't think that there was, I don't believe that there ever was a native wireless GameCube controller, like while the GameCube was a sold console. If I think that's it's the incorrect. one I think it's incorrect. I think there was one. It was just every time I, I'll occasionally because I, I like looking around at the, you know, the game store, I'll see one. And it's like, you know, $150 for a used controller. I'm like, what the hell? Mm. You know, you, you can get, you know, the those fancy Xbox Pro controllers for that sort of money. Why do I need a wireless GameCube controller? That's probably at least 10 years old now, right? Yeah, I think that part is limited supply. They're not making them anymore. So it's like a legacy collector's item. Hmm. Yeah, I couldn't find anything immediately. It looks like there are more options for the Switch, GameCube controllers for the Switch, but GameCube controller for a GameCube is... I would be more surprised and impressed, honestly, if that could be sourced um, for the original GameCube. Because the things I've seen a lot of times in, in tournaments and things like that. Also, the guy who's talking to you, he's not wrong. Like, mm-hmm. if you go to the top of the Smash players, almost all of them are using GameCube controllers. But the reason for that is because they played older Smash games, right? They're not coming into um, 
like they're not fresh with ultimate they're just like man i'm i'm freaking tired of tekken time to play a platform fighter right like that's not a common career direction um but like i don't think there's that many differences i also agree that the pro controller is more ergonomic um the GameCube controller has a couple advantages and that like the left stick, I'm just going to like turn the, the fake controller in my hands towards you. The left stick has like um, uh, dedicated directional notches that are more mm. pronounced in the okay. GameCube controller because it doesn't have that smooth kind of like silky uh, rotation. Yeah, it's clicky okay. instead, um, which can be nice for like very direct inputs and things like that. I'm sure it's nice for Kazuya, who's a character I play, but... Um, it doesn't seem necessary. And, and if you use the switch, the topic... sorry, go ahead. No, I, I interrupt you. Go okay. I'm finishing my topic real quick. Yeah. If you use the switch pro controller, you can just be like, all right, I'm going to go play Xbox. I'm going to go play PlayStation. And it's like the same freaking controller with minor yeah. changes. It's so, Bluetooth. Yeah. Just on the quick topic of the controllers, what was used for brawl on Wii? Because, you know, Wiimote, uh, was there a, a different Game controller? controller? GameCube controller. <laughs> oh, oh. Well, there was Wii's that didn't have the the GameCube uh, controller outlet to it too. Like adapter. later, the adapter, or, they, or yeah. they honestly would not use that console. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. But like okay. traditionally for like those tournaments, I think they've always had it where it was an option for GameCube controller because they've been using that for fucking ever. Hmm. Yeah. Occasionally, you will see people who are like. Well, here's why I got this uh, big ass arcade board. Like I'm actually playing Tekken at top tier, and mm-hmm. they'll jump. I like, oh well, the button mapping is actually easier to do X, Y, and Z. Awesome, you do you. Uh-huh. I'm gonna stick with the Pro Controller for life because it feels good in my hands. I've been using it for years. Can't go back. The other issue with like an actual fighting pad is uh, you really aren't taking advantage of two sticks. It's probably single stick most of the time, plus a bunch of buttons. Um, because it's optimized for all of these inputs and like smash isn't really that kind of game there's normally two attack buttons with very variance based off inputs you don't have to be like here's the sega genesis roll your hand across like every single freaking button there's 10 dedicated buttons there like a a pad has so no judgment for people who use gamecube controllers but i'm just too casual I, I, I generally don't do fighting games because I'm always cognizant of like the crazy combo maps. Like sometimes you'd see it's like, oh, here's the move set list. And it's just this long, just like scrolling list. It's like, okay, you know, you hit triangle three times in a row and then left, right. And that's uh-huh. this one move. I'm like, I'm never going to purposely use that. Like, I can't remember this. Uh-huh. And it just like so far in my very... Uh, beginner phase of experiencing smash has been like okay you know i'm just clicking this very simple you know array of buttons in um different manner but not you know this complex equation i'm not like you know pythagorean's theorem over here just to uh-huh. jump well save kazia thankfully yeah. all the characters in smash like it is just a button and direction input or sometimes mm-hmm. not no no direction even needed um, but it is really simple to be like, oh, this does this. And you've consistently learned that piece. So what comes with time and practice is like, oh, when I do this move, I maybe have enough time to do this move afterwards. Yeah. It's like you find when you get to like weave in stuff together. Mm-hmm. But even if you're just doing like a single move at a time, it still feels fun. As long as you're playing with people who are, hey, I'm playing this casually or, oh, you guys are playing. Can I hop in that mm-hmm. type of vibe? versus like you go to a friend's house who owns the game and they've been practicing the whole school week while you weren't visiting at their house (laughs) oh you're that person so like i was that person in high school for a little bit because i had gamecube and melee and i'd be like this game is fun i would play it alone and then my friends come over i'd be like let's play and then you just have to have to balance it a little bit yeah it's not entirely like casual uh it's i think it is less it's less hardcore in the community definitely in the fighting games community compared to like tekken or street fighter or anything like that but um smash does have other elements that 
introduce complexity that those games don't necessarily have to worry about. Like teching, not to be confused with Tekken, is like you hit a shield input uh, within a window of time when you would have made contact with the stage. And rather than being bounced off the stage, your character can make a recovery. And that's kind of like an idea in Smash. Like vertical interactions to a certain extent exist in other fighting games like Guilty Gear or something like that or uh, what was the um, uh, what was the versus Capcom? <laughs> Just Marvel, Marvel versus Capcom. Marvel versus Capcom, thank you. Um, that one had like some crazy verticality. It's not like that in most teching games or sorry, most fighting games, but smash. Absolutely. It's a factor. Some characters are just better in the air. Some characters are better on the ground. Some can attack really quickly while jumping all this other stuff. So it tends to be pretty fast paced, but not as combo focused. Um, Kazuya is the exception. High tier Kazuya players like have a little bit more of that. Something you would experience when you see like a tournament for a traditional fighting game, say it's like Mortal Kombat and someone's mm-hmm. like, oh, they just hit them up into the air. They're at half health. Um, OK, I mean, it's over unless they drop the combo, right? Like <laughs> you, you just know that you can execute if they execute everything properly. It's over. That's less of a thing in Smash. And I don't even know who this character you're talking about is because I'm still trying to unlock characters. <laughs> That's and fair. There's he- so many. <laughs> yeah, he's DLC. So. Unless you buy the character packs, he he won't be in the game. Um, yeah. Okay. You don't have to worry about him. And uh, the other characters I would throw into Dave's recommendation also to kind of just avoid in the early game are the Shoto characters or like the fighting game characters because they're all they have like a little bit more of that traditional fighting game input, although severely pared down compared to what you were describing that combo list. Like. Mm-hmm. like Kazuya, for example, has a bunch of different moves that are all variances based off of the exact same input. It's just like forward, down, diagonal, forward, and then hit a button. But it looks real fancy when you're watching it, but uh, behind the scenes, it's always the same input. Um, and then just a different last button. So I'm just playing Kirby right now because that's what Kirby the story mode started off as. And I was like, I I'm pretty sure people still play Kirby and you know yeah. so have fun. I with like it, that so. he was the only one who survived that cutscene, mm-hmm. and they're like Great. Sakurai. You, you go. <laughs> it's because uh, Sakurai Kirby's is solid, the creator of Kirby and the game director for Smash Ultimate. So he always survives. There was it's actually form. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. There was actually a um. Uh, some of the character introductions for Smash had relatively uh, the word gruesome's not truly realistic, but implied gruesome intros. Like I think Luigi dies because he sees a ghost or something like that, or he's like killed by when, a vampire. Uh, Castlevania characters were added, like Richter, and then like when Ridley was added, um, it's like Samus and Mario and someone else, Mega Man, I think, walking on like a causeway. Causeway, I think that's the right word. Catwalk. And uh, like Mega Man just gets abducted just super fast, <laughs> like a shadow behind them. And they're like, what? What's going on? They look back to the for- to the front and then like Mario gets impaled in silhouette by Ridley's tail. Oh, God. It's actually if you go back and look at it. Yeah. Mario freaking uh, like dies there. And this is that intro cutscene, right? This was the, the everybody getting the okay. announcement. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um. And uh, yeah, Ridley shows up and he's just spinning Mario's cap on his finger. Um, and, I gotta watch yeah. that again because they actually, for, when they introduced Sephiroth, they had um, him like essentially quote unquote stab Mario through shadow. And so the sword was yeah. actually just going through his uh, his overall. Mm-hmm. So like the he suspender. was on the sword. Sorry, the suspender. He was yeah. on the sword, not mm-hmm. actually impaled because they wouldn't impale their main character. That's gonna be voiced <laughs> by Chris Pratt. They did. They did really sell it though in that cutscene because, like, I think Mario even goes like limp, and then he just like looks over. And he's like, <laughs> <laughs> "It was great." Um, all this to say, uh, we're we're glad that you're you're jumping on the train. Oh yeah, I I was, you know, partially motivated because. I'm just I'm just sick of Overwatch, and I'm sorry someone's mm. gonna hear this and be like, 
no play overwatch huh? jenny doesn't it's, listen it's, to the podcast well good because i'm sorry jenny um it like and i've talked about this with, with dave like something just like fell off between you know this the, the sequel and i just mm. don't enjoy it any longer and um i just wanted something else and i don't i don't i don't bounce around games too much i need like one thing to be be hooked on to mm-hmm. yeah and uh so right now I'm, I'm hooked on this and i'm not very good at all but I'm, I'm sure trying and i know there was at least some at least two people who are very dedicated to playing yeah. uh so like, that's okay. us we're supporting Between the entire community uh, <laughs> 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 we went we went different ways but both with the sarcasm um yeah to the Overwatch thing, I can kind of I can agree though. It it's very much like an RPG. Like I equivalent equivalent. There's a word that's equivocate? like equivocate. Equivocate. I would like to equivalently compare. I don't know what words are. Um, <laughs> it, to an example of like you play a game for a while and you're like, all right, this is it, this is the game, and then you take a break from it, and you come back and you're like. Now that I've kind of refreshed my palate, now that I've done some other things, I find that I don't have the drive to do this anymore mm-hmm. after taking that break. And Overwatch 2 is basically that break. Like, I was already kind of fading a bit towards the end of Overwatch 1, but I just didn't have, and I don't have much incentive to play the game right now, um, especially with Destiny going on. But even even if I wasn't playing Destiny as much, like, I really haven't been playing Overwatch even when there was nothing else out, so... I'm there with yeah, you. Yeah, it was like a group game for the Discord for years. Like mm-hmm. we played at land parties a lot of time. Like, oh, people are on. Oh, let's get a group together and get going. And like you play for a couple of hours, it's fun. Yeah. Um, but it's just, I think a good half to a, th- a third to a half of people are just kind of like, hey, I feel like I'm kind of burnt out in the exact same thing. Yeah. Like they haven't really changed the format or anything, and like what they've added hasn't been crazy. They're now mm-hmm. doing anime tie-ins, I guess, for stuff. Which is fine. Um, yeah. It's gone it's, the Fortnite route. from a distance. <laughs> yeah. Um, but again, it doesn't affect me because I'm not playing it. And I'm also mm-hmm. on the Destiny train of just, that's my main game. And my second game was Dota 2. And those are my social games. Right. And I don't really have a single player thing at the moment yet. Outside of maybe, well, I won't, I won't delve into all that yet. But <laughs> ominous it's appropriate hold on <laughs> i just i just like not being actively sold something and mm, that's why i'm that's i've fair. been like slowly digressing i guess on where i'm gaming so i've never been like a console gamer and suddenly i have like all these old games that like i haven't experienced before and then you know you know I, I haven't played Shadow of the Colossus. Let me let me try that out. Let me. Oh, yeah. I've, mm-hmm. I've heard good things about it. Let me give that a a try. Um, and I'm not logging in every day and saying, "Oh, you know, for only twenty six hundred coins, you can get this the skin." Yeah. Oh, by the way, you know, there's a battle pass, and mm-hmm. you you're a working man, and you only you know, might play two hours a week, but you better be playing more if you're gonna make the most out of this battle pass. And it's just like. I'm exhausted. I just want to have fun. Right. I don't want to grind for dailies. I just want to beat yes. chapter the next chapter. Yes. Get to the mm-hmm. save point. Be like, ooh, nice. When I had time in college doing like wow dailies, that was fine. I I don't know how you could be a a, a working man uh, playing a lot of these uh, sort of games now, but I'm sure a lot of people do. It's just, uh, I can do it in like my math. <laughs> in a burst and that's what i have been doing for destiny right but i think there's a big difference we, we had an episode where we talked about season passes and all that stuff mm. and part of the bad taste it could put in your mouth is if the game's expectation of either how or how much they want you to engage is different from your own then it leads into this kind of like bitterness essentially right where it's like i have to play the game instead of i want to play the game and that's the death of fun right yeah. It's homework um, then. Yeah. Like contrast that to Destiny, which has ample problems. I'm not here to be an apologist. The story for the latest expansion has all its problems. All of that's whatever the crap. But the season pass is like if you're 
enthusiastic about playing for a week like I was last week, I got halfway through the season pass in just that week. And it's like however many, I think it's like, it lasts like three months, something like that. It's either two or three months. So like, that's a very different experience compared to like try harding pounding out games in overwatch. I could watch something on the side. I could listen to music. I could do whatever while I'm playing the game and getting this done. And I just don't want to try hard all the time constantly. So it's harder yeah. to play in FPS games as of service. Yeah. I think, I think they have their place, but man, if it's not something that needs to go back in the, the pendulum has to swing back towards the consumer a lot before this it's gonna, is why it's I can't not recommend suck. certain immersive games more like I'll always suck Elden Ring's dick. But like for me, that was a single player game where like I wouldn't play online with people. It's like, no, no, no. This is my Elden Ring time. Mm-hmm. So like I would just get into it and like play for a couple of hours or when I would play things like Last of Us or Near, yeah. mm-hmm. like it's nice to just sit down and be like, I care about what's going on. I want to get invested in the world and the gameplay and then come back and be like, yo, guys, I had really a whole bunch of fun doing this. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it is nice to just have that separate allocated time and space where, as you said, it's not marketing to you. It's just I purchased the game. I own the game. I can now experience the contents of the game at my leisure. Yeah, exactly. And, and, and that's the other thing uh, that's alluring to like the old older stuff. And even just just now with Switch stuff, I rather just have a cartridge than download things anymore because mm-hmm. I've, you know, I've seen people lose their steam account and unfortunate but you know at one point very early on is just hey you know downloading you'll get it right away and you can pre-download things that on release date you already have it and you're not going to lose anything but now just like i like having the thing i like being able to say you know i can sell this again if i wanted to Mm -hmm. or just like take it with me and also just not having it to be you know online 100 percent of the time to run yeah i i noticed this before too jake or at least probably in the podcast once i like a tangibility for certain things mm-hmm. like i've never really upgraded my car audio it still has a cd player so i have a fucking black book with like cd sleeves and if i ever passenger in the car i'm like hey Musically, you got to pick one of those. Those are our options. I'm <laughs> uh, not plugging in my phone for Spotify. It's you have to pick from what I've what I consider to myself to listen to. But I yeah. I like working with those limited options occasionally because it's I guess a little bit of a throwback. But also, you're I, not really swamped for choice. I think we both would agree that physical console games are the way to do it. Dave and I have basically exchanged libraries at this point where I had like all of his games and I gave him Spider-Man, which is fair. I think Uh, I probably couldn't make the jump for PC though. And part of that is basically because of custom builds and I just don't want to buy DVD players anymore. Oh yeah. So everything's still can anymore. Yeah. Well, I'm sure you can. But I mean, the last time I looked, they were like 20 bucks and that was probably over a decade ago. I don't know how much a DVD player is anymore. Um, CD DVD yeah, player. I, I always forget that like I haven't had a disk drive in at least six years. Mm-hmm. It's really weird to think about. But if you are in the PC space and you're like concerned about the Steam thing, concerned about DRM, all of that, there's always other providers like GOG where it's just sure. like, hey, uh, you have an account, great, here's an executable. You're like, what happens if I run it? It's like, it installs the game. It's like, do I need to, do- nope, that's it. You just run the executable. Like, what if I give it to someone else? And they're just like, please don't do that. <laughs> and that's like the extent of it, right? Um, so there's there's still some bastions of uh, that kind of, I don't want to say easy distribution, but right of ownership. Yeah, is probably the and, better phrase and, for it. And you mentioned it, but you guys have traded games off and on. And because I haven't really had too much console stuff going on until lately, my buddies were over. One of them came up and was like, hey, can I borrow Paper Mario? And I just like look at it and I think to myself, oh, 
that is a possibility. I could uh, lend out games. I'm like, yeah. yeah, go ahead. I enjoyed it. I'm done playing it. I'm probably not going to pop it in for a long time. So have fun, bud. And to make this full circle, at some point, they will return that game and you'll be like, oh, I forgot I had this. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Paper Mario. I, I did want to play that at some point. Um, it's a solid game. Which is actually also a game I'm borrowing from Dave right now. <laughs> so, <There you> go. <laughs> actually, um, surprisingly long. I was kind of surprised by that, but yeah. good. I mean, if it's like the original, I did play the one for N64. Mm. Uh, it was like a full freaking RPG. Like it's like closer to JRPG than ERPG. Hmm. Where the E is English, not erotic. Okay. But yeah. Well, always a pleasure to have you on, Renew. Always yeah. good to have your, your insight and input. And hopefully I didn't talk over you too much. No, I have fun with you guys. This is a good time. Nice. That's adorable. I was really hoping for like um, some sort of sarcastic quip or, or something like that to end it on. But, you know, no, wholesome but is I also did, okay. I did notice Dave didn't say anything, so I'm just going to assume. I wasn't going to talk over you, Adam. <laughs> you know what? Fuck, fuck both of you. We're done. We're done. There we go. Excellent. It's always good to have. There's the hearty goodbye from Dave. All, all uh, of our guests are hand selected. So mm-hmm. you are one of our foot selected. Oh, no. <laughs> on that note, um, I'm not going to make a related comment to the outro. If you have ideas for episodes, nothing to do with feet. No feet related games. Send those ideas into fo- to fo- <laughs> foot, uh, footclan.com. The, uh, I, I assume the fandom for... Um, the opposing force in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, right? Those are Shredder's guys, yeah. But I don't know what that site is, so I'm scared now. Uh, podcast at gmail.com for legitimate requests and facebook.com slash podcast for illegitimate requests. And as always, we'll see you in the next one. Something about feet. I love it.